Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. New year, not necessarily a new head coach in Dallas. Not yet, anyway. Jason Garrett still on the job for now, but that is a division with a lot of turnover. Washington already found their man. The Giants are looking one. We'll delve into all the coaching situations, the openings on radio.com affiliates across the country. So you get what they're saying on the ground level from the fans and the host. This is home and home radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by zip recruiter, the smartest way to hire in 2020. Speaking of all those coaches, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire. Find yourself a coach there, perhaps. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut, Ross Tuckers in Pennsylvania, all getting ready for four big NFL playoff games. But ahead of that, Ross, we got to settle these coaching situations, and it is a bit of a quagmire. Shit or get off the pot seems to be the phrase that comes to mind with Dallas. Before we listen in to 105.3 The Fan, what do you make of the fact that Jason Garrett, yes, his contract still technically stands for a few more days, is still on the job? What's your reaction? Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, I don't really think it's fair to anybody involved. I'm sure there's some logic or reasoning that, we will eventually find out about. Um, You know, Jerry Jones has said on multiple occasions, Dave, that any publicity is good publicity. He truly believes that from a business standpoint. And the Cowboys are the only unresolved situation. We know that the Jaguars, Marone and Caldwell are back. We know that these other guys have been fired. You know, we know that Jason Garrett, we think, is not coming back. But – them not having done it yet fuels all this relation, intrigue, and interest to the point where shows like us are talking a lot about what's going on, why is he still there. So I don't know. Maybe they just like the personality uh, and the publicity that, that they're getting. Maybe they're waiting for the We Got Rid of Garrett t-shirts to get in so they can sell them right when they move on from him. Or maybe, you know, I've seen it speculated, Dave, that perhaps they're trying to get him to stay in a different role. Or, you know, there's a lot of speculation, or at least there had been, that maybe the New York Giants would be interested in him. So they have him under contract till January 14th. Maybe they're kind of squatting on his rights so that the Giants and the Panthers cannot interview him over the next two weeks. Uh, you know, at this point, I'm kind of grasping for straws. Yeah, if I'm Dallas, I would love to get him at at, at the New York Giants job. Send him there as fast as you can. Cut him loose. You want them to hire Jason Garrett if you are me. It's starting to feel to me like they might want him to stick around the organization in some capacity as a front office executive, but I can't imagine Jerry Jones is going to welcome that, and certainly no new head coach would welcome the old head coach sticking around in any capacity, at least not 
that I can imagine. Some have joked on Twitter that it's Garrett pulling a George Costanza, which I love that. Speaking of squatting, is he just kind of hiding around the office, hiding around in his desk, just trying to stick around long enough so they can't <laughs> fire him before the contract is up. It is a bizarre situation. Let's listen in. 105.3 The Fan in Dallas as they break down the confusion as we have a new year and still the old head coach who clearly – has got to be out. Coach, what do you expect to happen next with your own future? I don't know. Don't know. We're going to go in this morning and uh, and I'm scheduled to visit with the Joneses and, and we'll have a good visit and we'll see what's we'll see what's next. I think it is overwhelmingly likely, like 99.99% likely uh, that Jason Garrett's tenure is over, but the Cowboys are doing it on their own timetable, which is what Jerry said would happen. So we asked Travis Frederick, if it was up to you, would you keep Jason Garrett as your head coach? And if so, why? I think Jason Garrett is a, a really talented head coach but you also understand how he cares about people and I think that he's done a really good job of providing perspective and helping our team to grow as men and to grow as as people and to grow as quality football players and I think that whatever happens you know whether he's our coach or he's a coach somewhere else um Good things will happen for him. See, this is where, okay, and, and, and I'm sorry, Heggy, I, I just, the word person cares, people perspective. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the, he never said this guy on game day gets this done. This guy is, gets this, you know, he's the difference maker. Yeah. He's, when we, we look at our, we look at their sideline, we look at our sideline, we think that we got a better coach than the other team. In sports, and especially professional sports, sometimes you just need to change a voice. Maybe it's maybe a different voice and a different approach is not the worst thing. And that does not, to me, justify the personal vilification that he's gone through. I've made constant reference to Jason Garrett, and I think he operates out of the 1987 book of football. Okay. And I think that, and that's the issue that I have, is I think that his core principles of what succeeds in the game of football, I think those are great, like... Saban, Belichick. Exactly. Those are great bases. But even Saban and Belichick will talk to you about adaptability. I think he ignores that you can adapt in a variety of things, and that is why he... He does not succeed in 2019 football. Those are our friends, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Catch them anytime on the radio.com app. You heard from Garrett there, slash Costanza. You heard from the hosts and the fans as confusion looms in Dallas. And the downside to this is I agree with Jerry All publicity is good. I I tend to agree with him in that regard. He loved the Zeke drama, and he doesn't mind this. But if you're missing out on another great candidate, you are harming your organization moving on. If you're missing out on great assistance that might be snapped up, that's where the harm comes with sticking with Jason Garrett in these awkward couple of days. But maybe Jerry has a plan. Mike Fisher, the 105.3 The Fan Cowboys insider weighed in on the dysfunction. 
Monday, I want to do my exit interviews, if you don't mind. And my exit interviews with a player, which might normally take 50 minutes, on Monday we're taking 55. So you know, why, why don't I come back Tuesday and finish more exit interviews with players? Jason also wanted to go around the building and... <laughs> And, and by the way, he didn't go around the building and say hi. He went around the building and said bye. Mm. How awkward would it be if somehow today there's a press conference announcing that Jason Garrett is staying with the Cowboys in some form after he just said goodbye. And I'm not talking about just to assistant coaches. He said goodbye to secretaries, salespeople, and security guards. Maybe we should have Jason work for us, not as the head coach. But we know that he's a CEO type. He's built that way. We know that he is highly thought of as a personal person. Is there, can we still use him somehow? I think that that would be just terribly awkward. Are they missing out on his replacement? I said on Monday that if you drag your feet a little bit, you're not. Yeah. This is my theory. Uh, that Jerry and Steven can't be so arrogant and negligent not to have the next guy already picked out. And and I, I said this to dinner uh, to Fish the other night at dinner. I said, who's the one guy you've heard no story or rumor about? We haven't heard one single thing. Not one single thing about Lincoln Riley. My theory, my theory yeah. is, Mike, that they got a wink-wink, already worked out with Urban or Lincoln, and that way they're not missing out and being tardy to the new coach party. That's the only way I can justify doing this because otherwise uh, you've gotten way too romantical and you're not running your business as you should. That's Dallas Cowboys insider Mike Fisher on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Again, anytime on the radio.com app. Ross, under any circumstance, can you see a situation in which Jason Garrett remains in the organization as they bring in a new head coach? I don't think so. I mean, I guess theoretically, Dave, he could have some type of personnel role within the team. I just don't envision that. There's so much negativity and animosity towards him from the fan base. I think it needs to be a clean sweep. Just hearing Mike Fisher talk, it sounds more likely that the Joneses have so much respect for Jason that they're letting him handle this exactly the way he wants, which is he wanted to have individual player exit meetings with all of his guys Monday and Tuesday, and that those were longer exit meetings. Wednesday was New Year's Day, so maybe nobody was in the office, and maybe we'll have something as soon as later today where they'll talk about mutually parting ways. Because if he was going around saying his goodbyes, I think he knows he's gone. I think the Jones are just letting him have his time. You know what? Maybe they're really picking his brain because they respect him so much on every aspect of the organization, top to bottom. Hey, it's 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 the ultimate exit interview. Jason, what would you say about our equipment staff, our trainers, our video staff? Would you keep them? Would you get rid of them? What do you think about Lincoln Riley? What do you think about Urban Meyer? We're going to call them. Do you, do you want to be on the call and ask a couple questions? I mean, I just think that they run their business differently and that all of those things could be going on. But he's not going to be the head coach of the Cowboys, and I don't think he's going to be there in any capacity. They're letting him handle it the way he wanted to, 
And then they're trying to get as much information from him as possible before they part ways. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast tell you what i had a lot of girlfriends when i started dating my now wife those girls i used to date but when i started dating my wife i knew out of respect for her i had to cut off those friendships vice versa One of her good friends was a former boyfriend. That friendship had to go when we started dating out of respect for the new situation. And the Dallas Cowboys need to treat it that way out of respect for their new head coach. Get rid of the exes. We don't want any lingering exes. But the one downside is they missed out on Ron Rivera. They must have known that was not the guy they wanted there in Dallas Looks like a terrific hire for the Redskins. They also got Jack Del Rio this morning as defensive coordinator. We'll delve more into that situation in Washington uh, on a Friday. A, A transitional division, three head coaches in all likelihood, being replaced in the NFC uh, East. Coming up, the other intriguing scenario, of course, in Cleveland. Who will coach Baker Mayfield and the Browns next year? We'll talk to Daryl Ryder, 92-3, the fan. In Cleveland, they got a whole host of intriguing interviews lined up this week. It's a challenging situation for the Browns and certainly the Giants and Panthers and in all likelihood, the Dallas Cowboys. How can you solve that challenging situation? Go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Results like that, no wonder. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate 
within the first day. So whether you're the Browns, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Panthers, you can see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try them for free. This exclusive web address, it's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. It is ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. No matter what your profession, even if you are an NFL franchise, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire in 2020. New year, same dysfunction with the Cleveland Browns. One of the more intriguing situations open in the NFL. It's a football Thursday here on Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. Get yourself a new NFL head coach on Zip Recruiter. NFL organizations got to use Zip Recruiter, the smartest Way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut, Ross Tucker's in Pennsylvania. Daryl Ryder all over the Cleveland Browns situation. 92-3, the fan in Cleveland. Catch them anytime on the radio.com app. Daryl, what a mess. Happy New Year. Is it the same dysfunctional Cleveland Browns organization, though? Uh, same dysfunction with a twist. Uh, they didn't want to blow this thing completely up, but uh, John Dorsey really left them no choice when uh, he did not want to take a bit of a reduced role in the football operations, most notably with this coaching search. You know, they let they put everything in his hands last off season, and he got them Freddie Kitchens, and so the Haslam's did not want to go through that same process again and end up with another Kitchens like coach. And since uh, Dorsey didn't want to uh, take the step back that they would have liked him to, uh, both sides decided to, to move on. So here we are. The Browns not only looking for a head coach, but they're also looking for the next GM. Yeah, I guess, Dale, I, I would say on some level, I understand why he wanted to keep either Greg Williams or Freddie Kitchens to continue what they were doing last year. I think that that made some sense. I didn't blame him for that. I felt like he had done enough that I would give him the opportunity to, to really, for the first time, hire his own head coach. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I understood why Dorsey went with Kitchens last year, but the, the, the problem was that it did not take long this year to figure out that Freddie Kitchens was not the guy and he was in over his head. Um Early in the season, Brown's ownership became quickly frustrated with Kitchens. Obviously, the losses piled up. They started two and six. Uh, they lost a couple of key games early uh, on national television, in which just Kitchens had all kinds of brain cramps, mismanagement. The lack of discipline was obviously uh, apparent. The, the disorganization leading up to games was uh, apparent behind the scenes, even though the Browns tried to put on the happy face and make like everything is going uh, perfectly fine. So, you know, the the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, uh, John Dorsey blew it. L let's be very frank on it. He blew the coaching search last year, and the Haslam's just were not going to allow him to blow another coaching search. Paul DiBodesta, their chief strategy officer, came to the team in 2016 when they put together that Sashi Brown analytics-heavy uh, front office. Uh, he is now going to assist the Haslam's in cultivating all these candidates, uh, interviewing them, and then ultimately the Haslam's will be the ones to make that final call who the next head coach will be. And then the next head coach will pick who the general manager will be. And, uh, you know, here we go again with yet another uh, new structure uh, for the Browns organization as they try and figure out how to keep people working together. 
Daryl Ryder, 92.3, the fan in Cleveland with it says another because this will be the 12th coach since 1999 hired by the Browns, the fourth in eight seasons in the full-time capacity under Haslam. What a mess. And Daryl, you tweeted out that there are seven legit candidates. Starts today with interviewing Mike McCarthy, the former Packers head man. Give me your power rankings. Three guys you think are most likely to land in Cleveland next season. Well, I think it is a three-man race, even though they're uh, the list is at seven, and I, I think Josh McDaniels is number one. Uh, number two, I have put Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. That was D. Podesta's pick last January. That's why I have him number two, because D. Podesta is heavily involved in this thing. And then number three, I have McCarthy. Um, you know, uh, Greg Roman is interesting because of what he did with Lamar Jackson in that Baltimore Raven offense. I think John Harbaugh obviously had a tremendous input on that as well. If anything, that's a data a data mining exploration process there because the Ravens are a division rival. Robert Salah, uh, the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, don't forget he helped the Browns to just three points uh, in their meeting uh, last season uh, in early October out in San Francisco. Uh, the two 49er assistants that have been uh, brought up, I'm hearing that those guys aren't necessarily coaching candidates, but they could possibly join Salai in Cleveland if ultimately he ends up being the guy. I don't think that Brian Dayball really is uh, – a serious candidate, even though they've requested to interview him. Of course, Dayball was the Browns' offensive coordinator under Eric Mangini in 2009 and 2010. And then Eric bien whom I thought the Browns would talk to last year, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, um, they will talk, or at least they have requested to speak with him this time around. Let's talk, Daryl, about Paul DePodesta. It's my understanding he lives in San Diego. How's that going over in Cleveland that a guy that lives in San Diego is the one heading up the coaching search? Well, it it is interesting. I will say this. uh, I do see Paul DePodesta at all the games. He he commutes uh, to all the games. Uh, he is a, he had, from what I have been told, he has been available to the organization 24, seven, 365, either by phone or by uh, video conference. Uh, I would think though, if his role in the front office does expand and, you know, there is a narrative out there that all of a sudden Paul DiBodesta might weasel his way into maybe running the entire football operation. I have been told that is not the case. He is just helping lead the, the, the search and assist the Haslam's and picking who they believe to be the right guy. He wanted Stefanski uh, last year. Um, He wanted Sean McDermott in 2006 instead of Hugh Jackson. Of course, Sean McDermott has gone on to lead the Buffalo Bills to two playoff berths in the last couple of years here. So that's a nice little I told you so feather in Dee Podesta's cap. Um, But again, I want to stress he's not taking over the football operation. You know, when Dee Podesta came to the Browns, uh, I I remember him from the early 90s. He was an intern in the Indians front office. That's kind of where he got his start in Major League Baseball. Everywhere he went in Major League Baseball, his teams made the playoffs. And his reputation was one of an organization 
builder. And what I mean by that, he was the guy that came in and set up the processes, set up the organizational structures, uh, you know, from a leadership standpoint, quality of person standpoint, character, all those type of things. You know, what type of people do we want working for us? You know, setting up scouting departments. Okay, how do we scout our players? The data we use. How do we mine that data? How do we apply that data? So he's a he's a very intellectual person. And so uh, while he's not going to be running the football operation, I do see some value there for the Haslam's and having a person like that around. And of course, he's had a semi front row seat to the last two uh, regimes and why they did not work. And he'll be looking to avoid that happening for a third time, at least under his watch as chief strategy officer. Talking to Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland about the intriguing Browns coaching search. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports, tweeting a short time ago that he's hearing the Browns have strong interest in old friend Urban Meyer. Any truth to that rumor? I, th- I think it's entirely possible. I had heard that the Haslam's had talked to Urban Meyer directly or Meyer's camp. Uh, whether that was just to pick his brain on this impending coaching search or not, that I've not been able to clarify. If they were interested in him legitimately, as Feldman's reporting, it would not be a surprise to me. And again, this fits with this organizational structure and how they're going about this search. Meyer would absolutely want to call his own shots if he took this thing over. I have concerns certainly about his health. Uh, We talked about Josh McDaniels, similar situation if Josh McDaniels gets hired. uh, I've heard Nick Casario, one of the player personnel men for the Patriots, would be uh, one of the guys he would consider to head up the personnel department and be the GM or whatever fancy title they'd want to give him. That's the dance the Haslam's are doing with this coaching search. They are going to allow the head coach to pick who the lead man or lead men are in the personnel department. I think that's a dangerous way to build an organization, but the Browns are desperate to get their guy, and so that's why they're going to do it this way. So that being the case, Daryl, why do you think Matt Rule turned them down for an interview? Because is it just he's got that little faith in ownership? Because I thought that was a real bad look that Rule's evidently willing to – interview in Carolina and with the Giants, but said no to the Browns. Well, let's be uh, frank here. Uh, it wouldn't be a Browns head coaching search if the Brown, if someone didn't turn the Browns down for an interview like that, that happens every year. They do this. So um, I, I, I think that rule wants to be on the East coast. I believe he's a New York guy too. So if he's going to come to the NFL, why not come, you know, go, you know, close to home as opposed to the most volatile space or uh, city in the National Football League, and that is Cleveland, Ohio. He loves it at Baylor. He's done a great job turning that program around. Everywhere he's gone, he's turned their programs around. I know it, it comes off as a bad look. It's it To me, I would be more concerned if we went through the list of uh, potential candidates and three or four guys just said thanks but no thanks to the Browns when it comes to the interviews. Right now, it's just rule. Uh, so I'm not going to get all excited or upset about that. But I think that, uh, again, the volatility of the Browns combined with the, you know, it being Cleveland, Ohio, and, and not close to where he grew up on the East Coast, uh, you know, being some of the factors that he has, uh, you know, put in place if he is to leave Baylor, you know, those are the, the criteria he's looking to hit. And the Browns just don't meet that. 
So, Daryl, based on Odell and Landry and Baker and how they conduct themselves, I, I thought Ron Rivera would have been perfect in terms of the adult in the room, change the culture. Were, were they into him? Not really, from what I understand. And you and I see eye to eye on that because the day the Carolina Panthers fired Ron Rivera and it was confirmed the very next day, when he, which I had never seen this, a head coach that has been fired has gone back in the building to say goodbye to everybody and also have his own, hey, I've just been fired press conference uh, with the local media in the team building. I had never seen that before, but that spoke volumes to me. Like you said, the adult in the room, well-respected, disciplined guy, well-organized, all the things that Freddie Kitchens was not. Ron Rivera is. And I, too, felt he would have been a perfect guy to come in. I don't think he's a power-hungry guy, so he could have fit with John Dorsey. He was my anti-blow-it-up guy and uh, where he could just come in, get whip everybody into shape. The Browns would win a bunch of games. John Dorsey would stay. Everybody would be happy, and we could just move on with just a simple coaching change. Well, the Browns being the Browns, you know, they wanted to do things differently. John Dorsey didn't like the way things were going to be done differently. So he said goodbye, and here we are. They had to end up blowing the whole thing up. Daryl Ryder with us, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland on the Browns coaching search, but also what an intriguing mix of talent, personalities, and attitudes they have there in Cleveland. What's your biggest question in terms of the personnel coming back next season, and do you believe Odell Beckham Jr. is with the Browns next season? Uh, I, I do think that he's with the Browns next season. Uh, I have been told because this is always this is always a concern. Anytime you bring in a new coach and a new GM and uh, goes in the NFL, the roster gets blown up. Well, I have been told that the Browns do not want that to happen here. That they feel like they have a solid foundation and core in place that Dorsey has built, and they would like to uh, bo- uh, build upon what was built here. So they don't want the next GM to come in and trade Odell or trade Jarvis or trade Baker and just completely blow the roster up. That might come the next time they do this uh, in one or two or three years. My money's on two years because that's about what they average. So in 2022, we will be having the same conversation. Um, so I, I, you know, they have a lot of needs. They got to fix the offensive line. They need tight ends. Uh, they need safeties. They need linebackers. They could probably use another defensive lineman. So, you know, Dorsey didn't build the perfect roster here. There's no question about it, but he built a roster that was capable of winning and that was capable of getting to the playoffs. And that is why Freddie Kitchens got fired because he was so disorganized. It was just a a three ring circus. When I've been told during the week leading up the game days Uh, and Jarvis Landry, Give him credit. Like he was very frank in his exit interview with us uh, earlier this week when he just basically said, you know what? It was all focused on plays and not players. And that was a problem. You know, we went into games not taking advantage of the weaknesses of our opponents. We went into games not knowing what the heck our plan was. And that's why just everything was, you know, went awry. So, um, you know, they ha- they still have the talent to win. And the next head coach that comes in, if they're going to be the kingmaker, if you will, and get to pick their, their personnel guy or their GM, they're going to be expected to, to produce results right away. Uh, and they're not going to be expected to blow the, the roster up. So 
it I I'm very interested to see how this plays out as we uh, you know go through this process and ultimately the Haslam's pick I believe their fifth full time head coach since buying this team in 2012. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, the Cleveland Browns are hiring, and maybe this time, Dave, rather than another search firm or someone else heading up the search, maybe they should just go to ZipRecruiter because ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire and the smartest thing for you to do is make sure you tune in to Home and Home tomorrow because the NFL playoffs are here and it is glorious Dave and I will break down the games, our thoughts, our picks. Also, is there a team for the first time since the Ravens in 2012 playing Wild Card Weekend that we can actually picture going to the Super Bowl? We'll dive into that. Plus, we didn't even get into the Redskins and the Ron Rivera hire, as well as the Jags are keeping their head coach and general manager. Like, really? Seriously? Evidently, that's the case. All on tomorrow's Home and home. Do not forget to download and listen and make sure you're subscribing to the show as well on the radio.com app or wherever podcasts can be found. Until tomorrow, have a great day, everybody. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the radio.com app or on the web at radio.com slash home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.